0: Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. We want you to know that Creekwood Church is open and you're invited to join us in person or online this weekend. More information about services and in-person safety precautions is available at creekwoodchurch.com. We hope this message inspires and encourages your faith. Enjoy. Well, we are continuing our series called Joshua. And I can honestly tell you, this is the longest series in the history of Creekwood. We have been now in this series for 20 years. No, I'm just kidding. If it's. I'm kidding. It's been amazing to be able to study the book of Joshua. And a lot of times our series are like three or four weeks and we get in, get out, and we move on and Joshua just is so rich and there's so much that we can learn from looking at. And so a lot of it, we're going from chapter to chapter. There's been a couple stories that we have hit it twice and last weekend, man, if you were not here last weekend, Pastor Brad spoke and really, honestly, I tell you, it's one of the best messages. I've ever heard. And I want to encourage you to go online and listen to it. You can watch it also. Haven't y'all loved, uh, and I'm speaking to everyone that is joining us online and joining joining us live. Isn't that amazing? We've not... Um, in, Past years, we've not been able to do that, and be, through your generosity, we were able to take a huge step coming into our relaunch and, and being able to have our services again here, that we were able to purchase the cameras and everything, and now we're able to live, go out live into homes, and it's been amazing to see how many families and how, how many individuals have been joining us, and so thank you for your, your generosity, and thank you to those of you that are joining us online today. Were you guys ready? Ready? All right. Three people are ready today. Um, I've got my work cut out. Um, y'all gotta respond a little bit, or we're gonna be here like till three o'clock. Um uh all right, all right, y'all are awake. Uh y'all got to sleep in. You know, y'all didn't come to the early service. You are, you got to sleep in, you're feeling good. Uh Joshua chapter ten, and we are gonna start with verse seven. Joshua chapter ten, verse seven, and um this is probably one of the most powerful stories in this chapter that we're going to look at. And um, for some of you, again, this is going to be a weird story, and I'll tell you that it is weird. And um, But when you look at this passage and you begin to see the miracle of what God did, it's, it's so inspiring. And this is why I love to read God's word, is that when we look at people's lives like Joshua and we see God's interaction we're able to know that God wants to interact with us also. How many of you love the fact that God wants to interact with us? That we don't serve a God that is just some distant deity far off. God wants to speak to you. He wants to be a part of your life. And we see this in in Joshua. Joshua chapter 10, verse seven, it says, so Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army, including all the best fighting men, the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Now, I want to stop there for a moment. And my goal is to read through this entire um, section of Scripture. But I, I want to point out something to you. And we're going to come back to some of these things later. I don't know if you noticed this, but when God spoke to Joshua, he said, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. In other words, God is actually speaking of the future in the past tense. That God's already done. It's like, think about this for a moment. What you're gonna face in your future, what you're gonna face in a month, God's already done a miracle. God's already worked in the future. And I love the fact that, And we're going to, I'm going to kind of talk to you about this in just a few moments, a little bit more. But Joshua marched up from Gilgal with his entire army. He responded. Do you know that there is a revelation behind your response? When we respond to God, there are five armies that are coming against um the people of Israel and Joshua is leading this this army and they're responding and they respond and what we see is that there is a revelation. Do you know that when we respond to God, when you respond in worship, when you respond by serving, when you respond, God brings about a revelation in your life. It says this, after all night march, From Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. The Lord threw them into a confusion. Notice all the details here. It says before Israel. So Joshua and the Israelites defeated them completely at Gibeon. Israel pursued them along the road, going up to Beth Horam and cut them down all the way to Azekai and Macadai. Sounds like Macadamian, but, uh, uh, as they fled before Israel on the road down from Beth Horan to Ezekiah. Listen to this. How cool is this? The Lord, Joshua's chasing this army. These five armies, and he's got his army, and they're, they're going, and God's given him a word that he's already given. He's already done it. And then it says, the Lord Hurled large hailstones down on them. It's like a one sided dodgeball. I mean, he's throwing like hailstones down on them, and more of them died from the hail than were killed by the swords of the Israelites. On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun stands still over Gibeon and you moon over the valley of Ajay. Now that's one of the most powerful prayers that anybody has ever prayed. Joshua is trying to defeat these armies and they've been fighting and he's chasing them down and he wants to completely, completely destroy this enemy. And he's not going to let them get away. He doesn't want to deal with them again and again and again. Because listen, if that those five armies ran off and got away and they regrouped, they would continue to attack them. And what he prays is so amazing. He says, son, stand still. Now, that'd be kind of crazy to pray here in Texas during the summer. (laughs) Some of you are like, don't pray that prayer. It's too hot. We need the sun to go down. That was funny, but anyways, nobody's laughing, but it's all right. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, sun stands still over Gibeon, and you moon over the valley of Agilon. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Jashar, the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There has never been a day Like it before, since a day when the Lord listened to a human being, surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. I want to ask you to bow your heads for just a few moments. And I'm asking you to do that because I really believe that what I'm going to be sharing today, I really believe with all of my heart that I need God's help and I need your hearts open. And as you're sitting there, I just want you to open your heart and push out all the distractions, push out what you're going to do later today, and just I I really want you to be in this moment. Father, I thank you for these next few moments. I pray that, God, you would speak powerfully into our lives, God. Father, we are listening. Father, we are listening to you, God. We pray for a revelation today of your power. And everyone said, amen. You know, when you think about it in your life, a lot of us are very confident people. I, there's a lot of areas in my life that I've never been confident. Sports is one of them. I've never been confident. I'm awful at sports. Just ask Pastor Brad, ask anybody in the team. If you go ever go golfing with me, I'm, I love to play golf, but I'm awful at it but I love it. There's not a lot of confidence. Confidence is, is unique. It's special. Bold, boldness is, 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 it's, there's something about it. When somebody is bold or when somebody is confident about something in their life, if you want to write this down, boldness, the definition of boldness is a willingness to take risk, to take a risk and act innovatively. Confidence courage it's a willingness to take a risk to act innovatively with confidence and courage it's a willingness to take a risk and I want to ask you when it comes to your faith as a Christ follower when's the last time you were bold or you were courageous or you took a risk In your own personal life or when it comes to your interaction with other people? When's the last time that you had some courage and some boldness and you said, I am I am going to take this risk. I'm going to be courageous. I am going to be bold. I was thinking about taking a risk and being bold and being courageous and I automatically thought about an illustration that I wanted to tell you. Um, Let me ask you this. How many of you have ever been on Facebook market? Come on, y'all... God, raise your hand up high there. Y'all need to, I know there's a lot of strugglers in this place. It's like, if you love garage sales, it's like crack. It's like so addicting. Like, and I love estate sales and garage sales. I don't know if that, like I'm getting old. I love, I mean, I get a rush to go. I cannot drive past a garage sale. I don't know what it is. I'm like, there's a garage sale. We got to go to it, babe. Come on, let's go. I discovered Facebook market and we've been like looking at it every once in a while with my wife and I, and we started looking around for some stools that my wife wanted, these stools that had these high backs on them. You can sit in them and they've got this back. I don't know what kind of stools they are, but they're cool stools. Uh, they're really awesome. My wife wanted them and they're, they were too expensive to buy them. And I started looking at them and I couldn't find them. And about a month and a half ago, my wife and I went to Weatherford, to go hiking. My wife found these trails and we, we went hiking this morning and it was hot. We hiked five miles. Got done hiking. We went to Fort Worth to eat Mexican food and we like, how many of you like, when you go eat somewhere, you tell yourself, this is the only meal we're going to eat today so we're going to pig out. <laughs> There's no shame. That's a great way. We're like, we're, this is our only meal so we're eating 50 tortillas. <laughs> We like we ate like there was no tomorrow. I'm not kidding. We tore it up. And when we were sitting at the table, we're looking at our Facebook market stuff. And I'm like, I stopped. I said, babe, I found the stools. Woo! <laughs> we're looking at each other. Our plates are all over the place. And we're stuffed. I said, I found the stools. But she's excited. And I'm like, but babe, They're in Beaumont. Now, some of y'all that aren't laughing don't know where Beaumont is. It's It's five hours, one way. It's five hours, one way. We We just have hiked five miles. We just ate Mexican food till there's no tomorrow. And now we're talking about driving five hours one way down there to get some stools. We looked at each other and we said, let's do it. We ran home. We're sweaty, hot, eating Mexican food. We smell like Mexican food. We run in, let the dog out. We didn't even like brush our teeth, nothing. We stunk. We get in the car and we look at each other and we had, we we like, we're going to make good time. Like we're going to drive five hours down there, turn around, come back. And we knew like to make good time, you cannot use the bathroom. So we were like, we do not drink any water. Am I preaching all the men in here? You got to make good time. We took off, we drove two hours, and we still don't have a commitment from the Facebook market people. You know, it says, we'll sell it to you, and they market sold. She's still telling us, Well, I'm out of town. This is what she told us I'm out of town. And you're going to have to come back next week. Well, next week, there was a hurricane. Tuesday, one day away, there was a hurricane coming in. Y'all remember the hurricane that hit Beaumont? We were heading down there that way to get those stools. We, we're like two hours in it, and we don't have a commitment. I, I'm like, I'm telling my baby, I'm like, baby we're going, we're going, we're driving like 90 miles an hour down the freeway. And, 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 and like, try not to stop, to use the bathroom. This lady's like, well, I don't know. Can y'all come back another day? And she's like, y'all are from Dallas. That's a long ways to drive. And we're like, can we pick them up today? And she says, no, I don't think so. And I'm like, and my wife's looking at me like, what are we doing? Why are we driving down there? We're already two and a half hours into this. And finally this lady, we're like, well, we, can we come by and get them? And all this stuff. And this lady said, okay. And she had her neighbor go over there and get them out and put them in the driveway. Now, let me just tell you, we don't own a pickup. We don't own a Tahoe. We own a Honda Accord (laughs) four-door, but we have faith in God that we are going to get those stools in that car. I was like, my wife's like, are you sure we can do that? You know, every man, we, we lie. We're like, yeah, babe, just leave it up to me. We get down there, and we'll get it. My wife sent, y'all, y'all know what Zella is? My wife sent that money over. That, by the way, Zella is uh, the devil. I, I don't like that stuff. I'm like, cash money is all we use. Um, we get there and the stools are sitting in the driveway and I'm looking at them and they're huge. But I'm here to testify. We drove back five hours with our faces in the windshield because <laughs> we we our butt scooted the seat all the way forward, and we were like, "We're getting these in there." We looked like Sanford and Son driving down the highway because we tied them on the back of the Honda, and we drove five hours back with a big old storm hurricane coming into town, and I just knew it was going to rain. That was risky. Some of y'all are like, that was stupid. <laughs> I don't care what you think. It was fun. We had a blast. But I, I'm telling you that story is that yes, it was risky. Yes, it was bold. Yes, it was courageous. I'm t- asking you today are you being courageous? Are you being risky? Are you are you being bold when it comes to the things of God? God has placed things inside of you that he wants to reveal to you about your life. I know it sounds kind of cliche when you're in church that you think about God's got a purpose for your life. And we kind of go, yeah, yeah, back to reality on Monday that God's got a purpose. But listen to me, God has placed things inside of you that he wants to reveal and he wants to bring about in your life that he has a true purpose for your life. And God did not just do miracles in the people's lives of the Bible. He wants to do the same for us. And the question before us, are we willing to believe God at his word? Are we willing to move beyond a kind of get by faith? Listen, it's a big temptation to kind of just live a get by faith. Just we're just kind of getting by. Where God, you ought to be glad I showed up. You ought to be glad that that we're praying for the food and we're, we're kind of like we live in Mansfield and it's kind of we're good people. Some people, I'm just <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't get offended. Some of y'all are already going, right, get your stuff, babe. We're leaving. Don't get offended. Listen, we need God. You need the power of God and and you you need to be able to understand that there is something inside of you. The enemy is trying to steal your confidence. He is trying to, to rob you of your courage. He's trying to rob you and strip you of your boldness. This is why, listen, there is a voice of opposition in your life that it is trying to have the authority in your life. See, the greatest battle of your life is who are you going to be in agreement with? The battle in your life is the battle for agreement. Are you going to believe? Are you going to be in agreement with what the enemy is saying about you or what God says about you? And what happens is that we give authority to these voices inside of us. And I I want to develop this today because I, I really believe that a lot of us where we find ourselves is not with a lot of confidence. See, they have, if you want to write this down, there's this opposition against Joshua. There's these five, five armies, but you have to understand that one thing and pastor Brad, again, it was a phenomenal message that he spoke last weekend about this, that this, this, This battle that we're reading about is a battle that is right on the back end of a mistake. How many of you know when you've made a mistake, it's hard to have confidence? It's hard to be bold. Like, you know, you go out and buy something, you're telling your wife, man, we need to get this. We can finance this car for 26 years. It's a great deal. You know, and then later on, your wife's punishing you for the rest of your life because you're like, oh, well, yeah, remember that deal you made? <laughs> and it's hard to have confidence. Um, there's parents in this place that you, you don't have a lot of confidence and a lot of boldness when it comes to praying over your kids because you're looking at a lot of the mistakes you're looking at. man yeah, I remember that time I blew up on my kids and I, I, I was wrong or or I did this, I, I drank too much and I made the awful mistakes. And it, it, the enemy starts to kind of, that opposition that comes against you, what, what the enemy's trying to use, he's trying to use shame to rob you of your confidence. So you, he wants to get you to a place that you don't ask God for anything big. And this opposition that comes against you, this, this is the opposition that they have. And Joshua has to be so bold. And I love the fact that they're coming off right off of this big old mistake that they made. They made an alliance with, with people they weren't supposed to make an alliance with. And what does it say? They're marching. They're taking a step. They're so bold. They're, they're marching towards this enemy. See, I know that. You're sitting here today, and you don't have a physical enemy, maybe your mother-in-law, but, but uh, I'm kidding. I love my mother-in-law. She's watching. Uh, I got to throw in a mother-in-law joke every once in a while. But you don't have so much a physical enemy. There, there, There are enemies of your soul. There's things that you're fighting every day. There's things that you're fighting. There's insecurities that... There's things that have happened to you from from years ago, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, that you're still fighting that same enemy. And you don't have enough confidence, you don't have enough boldness to bow up to this and say, I am not going to deal with this anymore in my life. Do you know that that's not just, that's not, I love positive thinking. I love, like, man, if I'm going to work out, give me a little bit of Rambo, Rocky stuff, and I can get pumped up. This is more than getting amped up. This is understanding that we have access to the power of God in our life. That your prayers should be more than just, God, give me a good parking spot. God help me go, going into Walmart. Whatever it is, we pray these little dumbed down prayers. I, I love that the fact that look at this this scripture again. They're they're marching against the enemy, and the, and the the Lord threw them into confusion. Like, have you ever just like? And I know there's people here today that. Like you just wake up one day and you go, man, what happened in our marriage? The enemy is, is, it's like he's had a strategy and he's been working to try to destroy our marriage. And it's not like it used to be. And, and you're like, how in the world do we untangle it? What if I were to tell you that, the, that God can start to cause confusion in the enemy's camp? That they forget what they're trying to do to your marriage. They forget what they're trying to do to your kids. See, sometimes what happens is we look at some of this and we think, well, that's just kind of super spiritual, super Christian, and I don't know if I would. Listen, you can do that. You are a follower of Christ. You are a son of, of God. God loves you. God is for you. Don't you think that God wants us to pray big prayers, that God wants us to believe him for big things? I love that, that God is fighting for them. And then, it, then again, he, why does he pray this prayer, sun stand still? It's because he wants to defeat this enemy. How many of you remember life before DVR? Like if you wanted to watch your show, like you were going to watch Steve Urkel at 8 o'clock on Friday. I know some of you millennials, this was going to rock your world. But if you weren't in front of the TV at 8 o'clock... You didn't get to watch Steve Urkel. She's gone. That show is gone. And then they invented DVRs, where you don't have to watch commercials. Do you know we used to have to watch commercials? And this is—I look at this passage of scripture and I think of this is a moment that that our God takes this cosmic remote control and He pauses things and He says. You are going to defeat, I'm going to allow you to defeat this once and for all in your life. I'm asking you today, aren't you tired of talking about it? There's nothing wrong with talking about it, but there comes a moment where we got to move beyond just talking about it and we got to start taking these moments that we say, God, I've got a sun standstill still prayer and I'm asking you, God, to do something powerful. You know, when I I have this routine, um, like for example, on Sunday mornings when I'm going to speak on uh, the Saturday night before the night before around six o'clock, I, after dinner and kind of hanging out, I usually go get by myself and, and kind of get ready for my mind and prayer. And and this happened to me last night. I was shut the door and I'm praying for service and I'm praying, God, would you just, God, I pray that you would be there tomorrow. God, I pray that you would like make people want to get up and go to church. God, I just, and I kept saying, God, would you just, would you just be here and I stopped for a moment and I re- I believe it was the holy spirit speaking to me Is that all you're going to pray for God is everywhere God is omnipresent God is here I know you may not think about that, but I, I, it really spoke to me because I was praying about something that, that God is already there. God is already here. And what God, I really believed the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. He said, why don't you ask me for something really big? Why don't you ask me for the married couples that walk through these doors at 1115 at service that their marriage is so broke down they're just doing their best to be here to hold it together. They they don't like each other. There's nothing there anymore. Why don't you pray for a miracle that before they walk out of these doors, that they get up and look at each other and say, you are so fine. You are so sexy. Some of y'all haven't been listening and I said sexy and you woke up. The, it's, it's, a, it's a sun stand still miracle. That you would have the love that you had when you were dating, when you were in high school, when you, were, when you were 21, 22, when you first met each other. You remember how crazy you were and you would do anything in the world for that person? That's a sun stand still. Do you know I'm crazy enough as your pastor to pray for you then? I felt the power of, of the Holy Spirit so strong there laying down. I was like, God, I pray for for parents that, that have sons and daughters that are far from you. God, I pray that tomorrow you would do something so supernatural. I pray for restoration of broken relationships, people that haven't talked to each other for years, that, God, you would stop the sun. What prayer, what, what is it about it? What, what do you need to pray about? That's so big that you don't think it can happen. You know, I, I was thinking, or was reminded about prayers, about this, this guy that um, was walking along the beach. And, and again, this is how a lot of us are when it comes to God. We kind of think he can't do it. This guy was walking along the beach and God asked him, hey, anything you want, you just ask me. And he said, God, I'm, I'm afraid of flying. And would you, would you do a highway to, to Hawaii? Because I want to go to Hawaii. I've always wanted to go. Could you do this, this, this highway? And God said, that's impossible. And he said, why don't you, God told him, why don't you pray, a li- think about it a little bit more and tell me what you want. he said, I've been married four times. And all of my wives have said I was insensitive. And God, I pray that you would help me understand women. And I pray that you would help me understand how they think. And God, there was this long, long pause. And God said, do you want a two lane or a four lane? <laughs> that, it's hard to tell a joke, y'all. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, I want this for you. A lot of us have dumped down our prayers. How risky is it for you to go, man, I'm going to go pray with somebody. You know, I had somebody this, this week call me and say, Pastor, I woke up this morning and God told me I need to go pray for you. I don't know what it's about. And I was like, oh, okay. And he said, God told him, that the minute he got in front of me, God would tell him what to pray. And and he showed up and he started praying over me and it was the, the exact words I needed. I know that sounds like you're like, man, I don't think I can do that because like the shame, all this stuff that we've done and we don't think we're qualified. And listen, if you are in Christ, you are the righteousness of God. You have every right to stand before God and pray prayers. How crazy would it be for you to go to a relative, a friend, or somebody that's going through some crazy stuff, and you say, you know what, I just, I, I'm going to pray with you right now that God would do this miracle in your life. See, I believe there's more people today that, is sitting, that are sitting in this place that this, it feels like the sun is going down on a moment in your life and you've started to kind of settle and I love you enough to tell you to rise up today rise up and be so determined to say like Joshua I, I love that, that, that he, he, he chased them out of town And when he chased him out and he needed a little bit more time to defeat him, he he prayed that the sun would stop. You know that if you grew up in church, you you probably heard the old school saying you need to pray through. Pray through means that you you pray until you get a breakthrough. You pray and you run that depression out of town. You don't just accept it as a part of your life. Listen, I, I... I want to pray and I want to believe God for big things. See, I think that a lot of us have post-traumatic faith and what's keeping us from being bold and courageous in our lives and our prayers is that we prayed and God hasn't answered the way we thought. And so we've kind of backed off, but listen to me. There are things that we're not going to know the answers until we get to heaven, but that doesn't mean I can't be bold and I can't be courageous when it comes to praying for people and praying over, over situations would you be so bold to begin to, to pray big prayers for your son and big prayers for your daughter, big prayers for your, your marriage? You know, I love the fact that Joshua, he prayed this in front of everybody. He didn't kind of whisper it and kind of, and that's usually kind of how we do. We're kind of like, I'm... Well, I don't really know if it's going to happen. He he prayed it in front of everybody. It's risky, but he believed God. I want to ask you to bow your heads today, and I, I want to ask you to do something today. I believe that there are people here that you need a sun stand still miracle in your life. And I'm going to ask you to do something really bold, really courageous. I'm just going to ask you to stand up. If you're here today and you're like, you know what, pastor, I I need a a standstill miracle in this situation. There are people standing all over this room. And if you're at your seat and you want to just, just close your eyes and begin to pray. These are bold moments. These are steps of faith. This may not be that big of a deal to some people, but I believe you're standing because it is a big deal to you that you want the power of God, that you're believing for a sun stand still miracle Those of you that are standing, I want you to hear me. I know there's opposition there. The enemy is trying to speak into your life. But I pray that right now that as you stand there by faith that you begin to say God, I am going to speak the words as I pray today and you pray that prayer and you just say, God, would you heal? Would you restore? God, would you heal this body of cancer? God, would you, God, I pray that today in your name, Jesus, that you would perform a miracle in a marriage today. Lord, I'm asking you today, Father, I'm I'm speaking it, God, today because I believe in you. I believe in your power, Lord. And just like Joshua asked you to let the sun stand still, I today am asking you, God, to restore a marriage today in this place. I'm asking you today, God, that when they open their eyes, Lord, they look at each other, there is a miracle that happens. Father, I pray for our students that are standing today. God, I pray that right now, God, you, God, would show yourself to them. Reveal yourself to them, God. Father, I pray, God, that every person here standing would know that you are for them, Lord. I want to ask everyone today that is seated. You're at your seat. I want you just to pray with me for these that are standing right now. Let's let's join together and to pray for them right now. Father, in your name, Lord Jesus, we pray for miracles, God. God, we are asking for big things in this place, Lord. Father, we are asking for you, God, to move supernaturally in the lives of people in this place. Lord, hear the prayer request, God. God, we believe that you are a God of miracles today. Lord, we believe in you, Lord. We believe in you, Jesus. I want to ask everyone to stand at this time. And I want to ask you just to keep your eyes closed. I I want to, this is really important what I'm going to say to you. I want to invite you to receive Christ into your life. If you have never received Christ in your life, this is probably the greatest moment of your life. And right there at your seat, the Bible says that if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins. You can pray this prayer and receive him into your life and say, Jesus Christ, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I make you the Lord of my life today. I thank you that I am your son. I am your daughter today in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Are you new to Creekwood? If so, we're glad you're here. For more information about our church and how to take your next step, please visit the Connect page on our Creekwood Church app.